Welcome to the home of the blessed people, and here is our host pastor, Pastor Dayo Adeyemo. King of glory, we are trusting you, the ultimate teacher, to teach us your word. We submit, we surrender at your feet to teach us your engrafted word, which is able to save our souls forever. We anoint this atmosphere. We anoint the atmospheres, even through the media, that everywhere this message, this teaching is being broadcasted now, the presence of God will take over. And Lord God of heavens, give your children a teachable heart, a teachable spirit, where they can flow with the grace of a most high. We're trusting you that our lives will never remain the same after this encounter. Thank you for what you are doing in us, building in us, and doing a new thing. We thank you for this month of destiny because our destiny will come alive like never before. We trust you for a new day indeed, a new visitation in a brand new way. Bless every home, bless every family, bless every individual receiving this broadcast today. Let their lives never remain the same. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen and amen. Let's put our winning hands together for Jesus. God is awesome. God is great. That was wonderful, awesome by the worship team. And I just want to use this opportunity to welcome you once again to tonight's Bible study. I trust God from the depth of my heart that you will never be the same after this encounter in Jesus' mighty name. I love you. Uh, thank you once again for welcoming us to your various home and your uh, um, places of comfort. Uh, I want to use this opportunity to ask you once again to bring your Bibles, your writing materials, and everything you'll be needing to move on in this uh, wonderful Bible study tonight. I want to thank God for you. And uh, as we have been saying, declaring, prophesying that our salvation is nearer than when we first believed, we want to thank God that uh, uh, we have had that first phase now of uh, the post-COVID, so to speak, whereby 30% uh, capacity we have been allowed to come together. Details of um, how we are going to function in this first phase will be uh, given to us later. And, uh, but for now, we'll still be broadcasting online. Amen. Uh, but by definitely by next Sunday, we are going to be here to fellowship together. And details about that will be given to us uh, by and by. Uh, we want to thank God the team has been working uh, day and night, even before this announcement to get the modalities together. Um, uh, I must say that we are eager to see one another, but there are certain things we must put in place before that takes place. Hallelujah. Okay, we're going to continue with our series on who am I? Who am I? Last week, we talked about um, we're answering the question, are we spiritual or are we soulish? Uh, because we did a thorough breakdown of spirit, soul, and body. Thank God it's still on the board. And we'll be able to complete that question today. Uh, are we spiritual or are we soulish? Uh, thank God a question. I promised that I was going to answer the questions that came in, but I think this one answers it, I mean, summarizes the question, uh, questions. Uh, okay. The question is, being a triune being, like we defined last week, we we said that we are triune beings created by a triune God. 
or praise God. Can you remember us giving that definition last week that the triune God created us as triune beings? Triune in that is the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. The Trinity created us man, spirit, soul, and body. So being a triune being wouldn't be, wouldn't, would not be that you need to be as strong in the spirit, soul, and body. You need to be as strong in the spirit, soul, and body. Because one being stronger than the other, doesn't, does it not cause imbalance in a way? Uh, praise God for that question. Very good question. Uh, when it comes to the issue of spirit, soul, and body, there's nothing like balance or imbalance. Praise God. You are first of all a spirit. That is who you are. You have a soul and you live in a body. What the soul exercise of this teaching, according to the word of God, in the viewpoint of God, is that you be strong or stronger, so to speak, in your spirit man. The way it works is this. God's spirit speaks to your spirit or communicates with your spirit. And your spirit will communicate, control, dictate, make sure that your soul is in line with what the spirit is saying. Now, one of the things we explained last week is that when you are weak here and stronger here, the problem is that whatever is coming from the spirit, you will not align. Okay? In your soul, don't forget you have your mind, you have your will and your emotions. Will, I want. You remember when we were doing that last week? I feel, that's emotions. I want, I feel. So when we were not born again, remember, this was what happened. The relationship was truncated. When Satan came, this was what Satan did. He cut our relationship with God, where our own spirit was alienated from God. That was what happened before Jesus Christ came. And when Jesus came, he restored. He restored us back. Jesus restored this back. And one other thing Jesus did was that the influence of Satan over the soul was also cut off. Praise God. Hallelujah. So that is how a new creation looks like. What the new creation should keep on watching for is that attack of Satan on the soul. Because that's the battleground. Do you still remember all this? We discussed it last That's the battle. You see, by default, because everyone born of a woman is born in sin. You see, by default, this, and I'm still going to answer another question along the teaching of today, that what of when you have been a Christian for a while and you deviate? You understand? You deviate. Perhaps you... You are not walking in the light. You are not living the life anymore. You got distracted. Maybe the enemy tempted you or lured you away from this vertical relationship you should have. So what happens in such a case? Where is that Christian at that point in time? So in answer to this question, no, we are not to be the same. There's nothing like balance there. It's in your spirit that you should be strong. Amen. The order of God is that he will speak to your spirit and your spirit will control your soul and your soul will carry out, I mean your body will carry out what the soul is dictating. In this realm and in this time, I will still explain that further. At this time, our spirit, I think I mentioned it last week, our spirit does not have direct relationship with this body. This is a soulish body. It's not, you see the body we have right now is a soulish body. I will show you scriptures later that will tell you this. There is another body we are going to get. It's called the resurrected body. 
that is going to happen, well, very, very soon. Amen. When the Lord comes, that is what the next big event we are waiting for, the rapture. In that body, your spirit has direct control over it. At that time, the soul is boycotted. You don't need, you don't, in this realm now, you need permission of the soul. And I told you last week that the only place this, this, this relationship is allowed now is only when. When do we have the experience that our spirit man has direct control over our body? We don't have to go through the soul. Praise God. Praying in, this, praying in tongues. Speaking in tongues. That's why you don't take speaking in tongues uh, with levity. Very important to your Christian world. But even doing that, in a way, you still take permission from the soul. The soul has to say, okay, you understand? Anyway, let's uh, go into the talk today. Amen. Uh, just as a quick summary, so that uh, those who did not come to the part one can catch up. We established last week that, first of all, we, that's who am I, is the topic we are treating. That is, what manner of person are we? We must understand, first of all, from creation, that we were created by a triune God who gave birth or who created us as a triune being. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit came together in Genesis 1.26, says, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. Let us create him to look like us and to function like us. Triune man was given birth to. So triune man has a spirit or sorry, is a spirit, has a soul, and lives in a body. First Thessalonians 5.23 tells us we consist of spirit, soul, and body. And I drew this diagram, spirit of God, man, soul, and body. Uh, one of the things we should quickly note is that uh, in Genesis, in Genesis uh, 2 verse 7, uh, the Bible tells us what happened. It says, God formed out of the dust of the earth, molded man, and he breathed into man. When he breathed into man, his spirit, this is the highest form of man's existence, this is the lowest form of man's existence. After breathing into it, man became a living soul. Genesis 2, 7. So that is the product of the two extremes of a man's being. All right? Satan approached the soul of man, and I, we emphasized last week that all the battle man will ever face is in a soulish realm. All right? That's the battleground. This is where the battleground is. All right? And uh, we all know what happened. Man's spirit died after that yielding to temptation. Man's spirit died, and after man's spirit died, the soul became lost and became a rebel. And also the body inherited uh, was subject to corruption. Uh, thank God, God did not leave man in that condition. God did not leave man in that state. In Genesis 3.15, we saw that immediately he put a plan in place. And uh, the last Adam was introduced at a time, not last because it's the last of the human race. I explained that last week. According to the fullness of time, uh, the promises of God came to pass to be fulfilled. And he came to fulfill the promise of God made in Genesis 3.14. And he died and was buried. We said last week that Everything that was inherited as a result of that fall was buried when he died. When he died and was buried, everything inherited from the baggage of the sin of the first Adam was buried with him. And when he rose from the dead, something also happened. He did not just rise. When he rose, a new race was birthed. The Emmanuel race, I call it. A combination of God and man was given birth to. 
And that is where the new creation came up. And that is why I'm congratulating you today. You and I have the privilege of being part and parcel of the new creation in Christ Jesus. It became a simple thing that when we have received the love of God via the person of Christ, we become new creations. Praise God. On that Sunday evening when he rose, meeting the 35 disciples, he breathed into them. He said, receive ye the Holy Ghost. And the same breath that came to man in the beginning, when man became a living soul, when the Spirit of God entered into man, that Spirit was restored here. Say, receive ye the Holy Ghost. Then you see the first set of the new creation. That after you receive the Holy Spirit, after you receive Jesus Christ in the person of the Holy Spirit, that is what can make you a new creation. The old creation and the new were fused together on this day. The new creation, uh, the same breath, like I said, that was breathed into man in the beginning was breathed again. So what happened at the end of the day? Uh, we received a new life. And this life overcomes sin. Please write it down if you didn't write it in the verse. Overcomes sin, number one. Number two, it overcomes death. Number three, it has victory over the grave. Number four, it has victory over hell. And number five, it has victory over Satan itself. These are things in your new creation that you should know. You have victory. Everybody say, I have victory. I'm telling you who you are. Amen? So you, you need to uh, uh, take this into your spirit. That's the manner of person you have become. When Jesus rose from the dead to you, it's not just a story. When he rose from the dead, is a reality. And that rising from the dead has implication. You were part of that Emmanuel generation that was birthed. And that day, since that time that you have accepted Jesus Christ, you have ceased to be ordinary. These are truths that we must not only know, but live in the consciousness of as new creation in Christ Jesus. The only way you become a believer in Jesus Christ, listen to this, the only way you become a Christian is by meeting with Jesus through the Holy Spirit. Not by joining a church, not by filling a membership card or a membership form. Most of us born into religious homes or religious churches and so on and so forth, we believe because our parents are Christians, we have automatically become Christians. That's not what makes you a new creation. It's personal. Everybody says it's personal. It's personal. It's that personal meeting. In those days, they used to ask us a question, have you met with Christ? That's how to be a Christian. It's not just that, oh, have you met with Christ? Did you have a meeting with him? Did you meet that appointment with him? Praise God. And when you meet with him, he turns you around to become a new creation in the presence of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Praise God. Last week also we talked about what's in us in Christ. Praise God. And I think it's there. We are divine. Praise God. We've received the divine nature. Is that also? We have become eternal. We received eternal life. The unending life is the life we have now received. There's a way kind of life. The very life that makes God God has become our own life. Incredible. This life is indestructible, it's incorruptible, and it is undefeatable. Congratulations. You are welcome to the greatest family on earth. Can I hear your good amen? So we started by saying, are you spiritual or soulish? Hebrews 4.12 explains it to us that it is only the word of God that can divide between the spirit and the soul. A lot of philosophers, a lot of psychologists, which I'm one, psychotherapists, they cannot divide between the soul and spirit. It's only the word that divides it. Praise God. I said praise God. So what else did we learn? We learned that the new birth, the effect of the new birth, we learned that last week, the effect of the new birth. What does the new birth affect? Number one, when man becomes born again, new life enters man. He's no longer dead, but he's alive unto God. Praise God. Praise God. Number two, 
This new birth restores contact with God. You remember the contact was broken before. Praise God. That contact was broken as a result of sin. But when, when God restored man back via Jesus Christ, it was restored. Praise God. Let's make sure this restoration is proper. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Glory be to God. Amen. Amen. It releases the soul also from Satan's control. This control Satan has over the soul that was there before, it became cut off. Praise God. Satan has no more control over your soul at new birth. Praise God. Glory be to God. Number four, it restores God's program on relationship. How the flow is. The body will keep on carrying out the will of God. He said, lo, I come in the volume of the book that was written of me. And the body was prepared. And why was the body prepared? To do your will, O God. You see, it's not this will in the soul. Hallelujah. It's not this will in the soul. It's the will of the Almighty processed through your spirit, controlled by your spirit, released into the body, and it discharges. While it's on your soul, your will becomes his will. Praise God. Your will becomes what? His will. Christianity is all about the will of God. Nothing more, nothing less, and nothing else. It's the will of God. Praise God. And we are going to talk about that, how we put this in check. We're going to put this in check. That's why we're answering the question, are you soulish or are you spiritual? Praise God. He said, examine yourself to see whether you be in the faith. Praise God. In which faith? The faith that was once delivered amongst us. The faith that was, uh, he said, content earnestly for the faith that was once delivered amongst the sanctified. Praise God. So, we talked about, okay, we, talk, we have talked about, I mean, we learned about the relationships, God's spirit to man's spirit, man's spirit to man's soul, man's soul to man's body. Spirit, like I said earlier, does not deal directly with the body. We'll get there too. So, so functions of the triune nature, functions of the triune nature, Amen. Are you enjoying this? I hope I'm not boring you. Praise God. Okay, let me hear from you on the chat at home. If you are home, just, just throw one or two things on the chat so I know that, yes, we are together. Praise God. I love you guys. I know soon and very soon we'll all be here and chatting one-on-one. -on -one. Glory be to God. Amen. Okay, so look at the spirit, the spirit, soul, and body. The spirit in this place is where you have God consciousness. The spirit is God conscious. The soul is what? Self-conscious. Self-conscious, very good. What about the body? It's world-conscious. Thank you so much. Praise God. World-conscious. So these are the functions of these three phases of our lives. Okay? Praise God. Now, what's the spirit consciousness? I think to save our time... We, wow, our time is fast, but thank God I looked at it. Holy Spirit, thank you. <laughs> I would have been stuck to summary, with summary. And, um, okay, so let's move forward. Last week, we talked about soul, con I mean, spirit consciousness, right? So this week, we want to move to soul, I mean, the function of the soul. We talked about the function of a spirit 
in the last episode. So let's talk about the function of a soul. What's the function of a soul? Soul is self-conscious. <clears throat> That's why anyone wrapped up in itself, we say that the person is soulish. Soul consciousness, like I said, or in the area of the soul, we have the mind, the will, and the what? The emotions. Now, these three have a language. In the will, the voice of the soul is saying, I want. I what? That's all. It's all about I. When is in the soul? It's I, 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 me, myself, I, I, I. I want. That's what he's saying in the will. It's what he wants. In the intellect or in the mind, he says, I, I think. Or reason. That's, that's his language there. That's what the soul is saying. In the area of the emotion, he says what? I feel. I feel. It's all about I. No other person matters, including God. Is this, what about what God has to say? Mm -mm. So, I is the ego word. That's the Latin word for ego. I think I got here last week. Anyway, let's go. Praise God. So, so makes the decision, like I said, and body carries it out. So let's quickly talk about the body a little bit, and then what is the function of the body? The body is world conscious, okay? You remember we are studying who we are, so you have to understand this part of your being. In Psalm 103, verses 1 and 2, can you put it on the board for the people of God? The body acts out the soul's decision. Whatever the soul decides, whether it's I will, whether it's I feel, whether it's I want, whether it's I think, who acts it out? The body. The body carries it out. So the question we are asking is, are you spiritual? Is it what the spirit-controlled soul is carrying out in the body, or you are on your own soul is carrying out in the body? Praise God. Praise God. So the function of the body is to carry out what the soul is saying. God help you that your soul has been renewed. Amen? Psalm 103, verses 1 and 2. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is in within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. What do you think is telling the Lord? What is informing David to bless the Lord? The Spirit. The Spirit is informing him. To, you see, the soul, the Spirit is instructing his soul to do something. The soul also will communicate to his body to carry it out. That's how you function. Praise God. Bless the Lord. His spirit was the one talking to him. His spirit was restored, not created. As a matter of faith and repentance, the spirit of David, you see, Old Testament saints functioned in a level that you could almost say, that, wow, the new creation saints are to contend with. Now, if Old Testament saints, that the Bible says that they operate on the shadow, they are not on the same pedestal with us. If they can exit, beat, or discharge a level of excellence, what now happened? Why was their spirit also sensitive, but they were not new creations? And that is what I want to leave with you today. 
their spirit was restored. Some of them gained ascendancy to the point that their spirit was restored. What Satan cut off, they were able to experience a level of restoration, but not recreation. There are two different things. I will not go too deep into that. Because the only way of salvation is through faith in Jesus Christ. Jesus has not come, so their spirit man was not recreated then. Praise God. Another thing we can look at is David speaking to his generations in Hebrews 10, 5 and 7, and Psalm 40. Hebrews 10, 5 and 7, praise God. Hebrews 10, 5 and 7. Praise God. Wherefore, he cometh into the world, he saith, Sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but a body thou hast prepared for me. Let us see why he prepared the body. Let's go on, verse 7. Then said I, Lo, I come in the volume of the book that is written of me to do thy will. Oh God, to do thy will. So his body was prepared to do God's will. Amen. Praise God. Now this is powerful. Psalm 40 also says the same thing. Why was the body prepared for him? He received the body to do God's will. That is what your body is for on this part of eternity, is to carry out, to execute the will of God. Not your will but his own will. Praise God. Hallelujah. Spirit cannot operate on the body directly in this present age. I've said that again and again. Spirit directly operates in the body only through tongues. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, never belittle speaking in tongues. We talked about that. So let's do some comparative things. All right, let me. I hope you have a picture of this. If you are at home, you can snap it on your TV. Amen. And, uh, or on your phone, you can take a snapshot. And uh, we are taking this out now because we want to move faster into another realm and conclude this study. Jesus is Lord. All right. I just want us to spirit, soul, and body. Okay. Praise God. Uh, I want you to just, this is just an exercise to see you see the distinctiveness or the distinction between spirit, soul, and body. It's an exercise you can continue from time to time to see that these things are different and understand that how they function is different. Praise God. For example, we said last week, one of the things we learned is the highest form of union of God with man takes place in where? In our worship. God bless you. In our worship. Okay? That's in, that, this takes place in our spirit. Worship. He said now is the time when true worshipers will do what? Worship him where? In spirit and in truth. Very good. John 4.34, can you put that on the screen? The Father is looking for people. Yeah, John, please quickly put his Bible study so we have to <laughs> scripture everything we are saying, especially major statements. Jesus said unto them, my meat is to do, thy will, is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. Go on. 
24. 24, 24. Praise God. God is a spirit, and they that must worship him must do so, how? In spirit and in truth. Praise God. So what is the soulish response to worship? Let me help you here. What is that? Praise. What is the body response to worship? Body response to worship is to bow down, bow, kneel, okay, clap, and so on and so forth. That's the expression. Are we flowing? Again, another activity that takes place in the spirit is revelation. Revelation can only take place in the spirit. This is uh, John, John 4.24. This is Ephesians 1.17. Can you open to Ephesians 1.17 quickly? What's that? That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and what? Revelation in the knowledge of him. That the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of your calling and what the riches of the glory of inheritance in the saints in the light. And to know what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards you that believe. According to the walking of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ, when he raised him from the dead, far above principalities and powers, might and dominion. Praise God. So you see, revelation takes place in the spirit. What happens in the soul? Doctrine, theology, in the soul. Praise God. And in the body, what takes place? Senses. You have the five senses, right? So that you can touch the physical world. Again, another activity of the spirit is joy. Joy is a thing of the spirit. What is the soulish partner of joy? I think everybody should know that. Somebody is joyful. What is the soulish response of joy? Happiness. Yeah, everybody should know that. Happy. Happiness. Praise God. And the last one, what is the response to, oh, I did give you Psalm 34. Psalm 34, verse 4. That's just the scripture for that. And, of course, what takes place, what's the body expression for when somebody is happy? Huh? Pleasure, pleasure. Okay. Psalm 43, sorry, 43, 4. Praise God. It's talking about guarding your joy. Okay. Now, I want to take this to another level. Matthew 16, 24 to 25 makes us to understand some things about the soul. Matthew 16, 24 to 25. Matthew 16, 24 to 25. Quickly, people of God. 
Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. What is the Lord saying here? Three things that are important. If any man will follow me, will first of all do what? Deny himself. In what department is self here? Hmm? So, very correct. Self is in the soulish realm. Jesus Christ said, what he's saying is that you cannot follow me and follow your soul. You will choose one. If any man, whether Archbishop of Canterbury, Low Bishop of Australia, Middle Bishop of Germany, I'm sure you know what I'm saying. I'm just saying that both high and low, no matter your hierarchy in the kingdom, if anyone will follow me, the first thing that this person must do must deny him or herself. What does it mean to deny yourself? You must learn to say no to I will. You know, you remember the function of the soul that we wrote here? I will. I feel. I think. You have to say no. I want. You have to tell him no. It's God's will that we want this. Are you listening to me? I feel you have to say, mm -mm. praise God, that what you feel is not important is the impression of the Holy Spirit that we will go by. You have to say no to I think. It's not what you think. It's what the word of God says. I hope you are writing those things down. Because that is how To deal, discipline your soul so that your spirit can have his way. Sometimes the soul likes stepping in into that flow that I was describing for you. How God's spirit speaks to your spirit, your spirit to your soul. It tries to stop that. Praise God. So you have to train. That's what the Bible is saying that you renew your mind by the word of God. You retrain it. Praise God. It's not about his pleasure. I didn't put that there. It's not about him having pleasure. Praise God. Is God being satisfied? That's, that's Christianity. It's when, it's when you begin to do this, your Christianity, you see, unfortunately, we live in a world, a generation that it's all about pleasure. It's all about personal satisfaction. It's no more about God anymore. I don't know whether you are feeling this or it's only me. God's will is not the first thing that comes to the mind of a believer. It's how they feel now. Say, well, I don't feel, I don't feel that's right. Is that what God feels? Is that what the Holy Ghost feels? It doesn't matter. It's secondary. It's how I feel. Praise God. Jesus Christ said, if anyone will follow me, you can't follow your soul and claim you are following me. No. If you will follow me, you will first deny yourself, pick up your cross, and then you do what? You follow me. There's no following if you can't deny yourself and pick up your cross. There's no following. Praise God. Unless you do this, the soul... The soul's demand still dictates the way. If your soul's demand, if, if your soul's demand is still was dictating your life, you cannot become the kind of Christian God wants you to be. If you can't deny, if you can't say no to I will, I feel, I think, then 
It's not the Christianity the scriptures talk about that you want to practice. You can't follow unless you take up these first two steps. Deny yourself, pick up your cross, then follow. Praise God. And you can't bargain with God. You can't say, eh, Lord, if I do this, this is what I want in return. Mm, you can't do that with God. <laughs> There's no room for that. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So what's to deny? You say no. No to I want. You say no, that that's not important. What you want is not important. It's what the Father wants. You have to, the, the, I like the way the scripture puts it in the next verse. Let's look at that again. That's verse 25. I, I, I love that way that he put it. He says, for whosoever will save his life, will first of all what? Lose it. In short, you've got to lose your soul first. You've got to, you've got to give it. You've got to put it on the altar of sacrifice. Not my will, but whose will? Your will be done. That's the beginning of Christianity. In the sense that I'm speaking, I know, you know where Christianity starts from. It's giving your life to Christ, but you begin to live as one when you have learned how to surrender. Praise God. If a born-again Christian goes back, ah, uh, Okay, that's the question I wanted to throw to you. That what of if a, a child of God, one who claims to be a child of God, does not maintain its relationship, or his soul drifts away, does not maintain his relationship with Christ, his soul drifts away. He's not, you know, in that alignment that we described earlier. If a born-again Christian goes back, that is, begins to live a life of sin and becomes a soulish Christian. What, what becomes of that life? Praise God. I want to go over four scriptures that speaks to the one that is soulish. That is not God's will for you to dwell in your soulish realm. God wants you to grow. And that's, thank God for our Sunday messages. We are saying what? Growing what? Growing in the Lord. You should just grow. Give yourself to growth. Don't give yourself to argument. I'm still going to, we're still going to go over some things about the spirit and soul here. All right? 1 Corinthians 15, 44. 1 Corinthians 15, 44. Talking about the resurrection. 1 Corinthians 15, 44. Get ready to throw 45. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. It's okay. Here you see two kinds of body being described. Just because of time, let's be able to take it further. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. In this time and age, what we have is a natural body. The Greek word used called natural body, the word called natural there. What do you think it's referring to? It's referring to the soul. Praise God. The natural body, the, the body that carries the soul at this present age, at this time. Praise God. That's the natural body. The other kind of body we are going to still have is the resurrected body, the spiritual body. The body that carries the spirit and spirit alone. Where are we? Where are we? That carries the spirit and spirit alone. Praise God. <laughs> of recent... I was teaching my household when they were having a lot of questions about uh, the coronavirus and COVID, and uh, my kids were just bombarding me with questions. Okay, at the end of the age, what will happen, different things, 
And uh, so one of them was asking the question. I said, okay, rather than me answer it three times, all of you come together. Open your Bibles. Let's do a quick Bible study. So we talked about rapture. I told them the next event we're waiting for now is the rapture. I said all these things happening, COVID and all that, it's just an indication that our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. That rapture is really, really moving close. Explain the 666, how the number of the beast and so on. I'm not getting into that today, amen. Now, after explaining that, I said the next thing is the rapture. I said, what's the rapture? The rapture is not a word used. It's a theological word. You can't find the word rapture in the scripture, but it's describing an event that the Bible says within a twinkle of an eye, something is going to happen. The dead in Christ will rise up first. So one of them asked, he said, well, yeah, the dead rising first. But what of those who have died thousands of years ago? We can't even find their bone. How will they rise? How will we recognize? I said, it's not that body. Praise God. The soulless body is gone. Now, this is the body you will now get. It's called what? The spiritual body. It's going to look exactly like you are looking. You are going to be able to be recognized. It's not that you are going to look different. Praise God. We're still going to see you. It's only that things you can do will be different. Then I told one of them, I said, a spiritual body, a wall cannot stop a spiritual body. You walk through. She looked at me and said, that, that's a bit scary. <laughs> Praise God to just walk through. But that's what we're going to have. Praise God. Praise God. All right, so let's go on. Our current body cannot be activated directly from our spirit as to go through the soul. It has to go through the soul. When we get resurrected, we are going to have a spiritual body. The spirit will tell the body what to do directly, and it's going to do it. It's going to carry it out. But in this realm, we still have to bother about the soul. We have to go through the soul to instruct our body. I hope you understand that. Praise God. The next scripture is 1 Corinthians 2.11. We're going to read that a little bit. You see, it's saying the natural mind cannot know the things of the spirit. What's the natural mind? The soul. He cannot know. See, for what man knoweth the things of man, save the spirit of man which is in him. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man, but the spirit of God. But the spirit of God. So it's the spirit. It's not the soul, it's the spirit. Now, let's go on. Verse 12. Go on, we'll, we'll go to 14 if possible. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things which are freely given to us. How are we going to know the things which are freely given to us? By the spirit of God. Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but that which the Holy Ghost teacheth. Glory be to God. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. See, he's saying no man can know these things. The natural mind can't comprehend it. The things of the spirit are only communicated through the spirit. That is why somebody can be speaking in tongues and another Christian is laughing at the person speaking in tongues. What's happening? He's spiritually designed, cannot understand. Praise God. Why? Because the person is still soulish. That's why the person will see a spiritual activity and call it mundane. Why? Because he's spiritually designed. Let's go. Which things also... But the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit. You see? The soulish man, the natural man, who has a natural body, the soulish man, he cannot receive the things of the spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually designed. They can't pick things of the spirit. The soul is more active 
than the spirit. They even tell the spirit, shut up. This is the soul talking. That's why the people tell you that, look, I'm not, I'm reasoning. You know, they like their reasoning to supersede what the spirit is saying. Praise God. Praise God. So the natural man cannot know the things of the spirit. That's why you don't use carnal terminology to explain the things of the spirit. The things of the spirit are explained by biblical theory, biblical terminology to communicate this truth. That's why even spirit, soul, and body is only the word that can discern it. Amen. Are you being blessed? <laughs> Praise God. You are eating strong meat these days. Glory be to God. James 3, 14 and 15. This is serious. This is serious. James 3, 14 and 15. Listen to this. But if ye have bitter envy and strife in your hearts, glory not, and lie not against the truth. This wisdom is descended not from above. Look at the procedure. It is earthly, sensual, means it's carnal, soulish, and devilish. You see, it graduates. It is earthly. It first starts with Wisdom. Ah, it makes sense. What that person is, it makes sense. It makes sense. Have you heard that before? It makes sense. It makes sense. But you see, it's graduating. From earthly, where does it go? To Kana, soulish. Before you know it, where has it graduated to? Devilish. Demons operate. People say, can Christians have demons? You have seen where it comes from. It's when you, when you begin to operate in the soulish realm. The soul is where demons can easily, you see, I told you, it, it's that realm. Okay, we have removed it. Huh? That's where the enemy attacks. That's the battlefield. Praise God. So you must be careful and watch these things. Are you earthly? Are you sensual? Are you soulish? Praise God. Know how we function as children of the Most High. This is how we are. This is who we are. Jude, Jude only has one chapter, so 16 to 18. Let's see. Because soulish people can cause division. That's what takes place, division. People who are in, in the soulish realm, you just, they just divide. You, you wonder, why do you like trouble? Why? Why do you have to raise trouble every time? Why? Praise God. That's because you're soulish. You see, if you are spiritual, even your spirit will be resisting. That I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be here. Why, why, why should my name be coming up in such an event? You just say, ah, this, this doesn't fit me. You know, people know what fits them. If you dress in the mirror in the morning, you know whether you are looking good or not. You know. Praise God. So there are some things they don't suit your address. This, is, this wisdom is not of God. Why should I be dwelling in, you see, that's one thing about building your spirit. When you build your spirit to a level, there are just certain things your soul must line up. It must. Praise God. Amen. Glory be to God. Jude 16 these are murmurers. See, he's describing soulish people. These are murmurers. When you see anybody murmuring, everyone, soulish people. We don't create problems. Believers solve problems. Anytime you see people murmuring, that's not your address. Relocate. Hello? That's the soulish realm. Murmurers, complainers, always criticizing left, right, and center. Walking after their own loss and their own mouth speaker grace swelling words, having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. Oh, our time is fast spent. I could have dwelt here. Okay, let's go. 
But beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 18. Verse 18. How that they told you there should there should be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own ungodly laws. In other translations, it's after their own soulish laws. Don't walk that way. That is not your avenue. Okay, we just have a few more minutes. Let's do this exercise again. I love this exercise that helps you discern. Now, this, this exercise is just to help you distinguish between the spirit realm, the soulish realm, and the body realm. Okay. Again, this is just a comparative activity, like I said. It's just to help you. And uh, let us look at, let us look at You know, I've always been saying, in the spirit, what do we start with? Worship, right? This is the highest form of union between God and man, worship. Praise God. The next one is, who, huh? who can tell me? Praise, uh, that was in the other end. But when... Let, let me say this. Maybe because I didn't say this, you didn't get it. You see, soulish realm produces substitute for the real thing. It's not the real, it just it's substitute. Something that looks like it, but is not it. Christians are mostly fooled by this. It looks like the real thing, but it's not the real thing. Worship. What is going on in our world today that looks like real thing? You think it's worship, but it's not worship. What is it? Let me help you. What's that? Entertainment. Soulish people, it's entertainment they go for. When real worship is going on, that's why you can't see people. When worship is going on, people shed real tears. People cry. Yeah, people are not used to that. Oh, that looks odd. Why should I be crying? Why should I be crying? You know, you don't see the seriousness, the intense of worship anymore. Praise God. But when it becomes entertainment, oh. It becomes something else. And it's not worship. It's not true worship. You're just pleasing your soul. Maybe you want to show some dances. You want to show some... Nah. Praise God. I must be careful there. There's nothing wrong in expressing yourself before the Lord. But you know what I'm talking about. Amen? Discernment. 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 What will you find replacing discernment these days? This is what it says. Instead of believers to discern, this is what they do. Whether it is Z. Is it Z? Criticism. Whatever. Praise God. Spell check. Praise God. Conviction. I spied on my notes. Praise God. Conviction. 
What do you have there? Guilt. Compassion. Many people don't like compassion. That's the thing of the spirit. What people want is sympathy. You know why? Compassion has a message. You need to change. Isn't our gospel a compassionate gospel? That you need to change. That's the message of compassion. But you know sympathy. Sympathy, come and sit with me. Let us cry together. Come and feel my shoes. It's just in the emotional realm. That's where sympathy is. It doesn't mean you change. Just, just feel with me. Just feel what I'm feeling. And that's what you see. You see, soulish realm kind, kind of does something. He wants to substitute for the real thing. Praise God. A lot wants sympathy. Because of what compassion says. Compassion says change. Praise the Lord. Amen. And revelation. Revelation is the last one. Uh, what you get in the soulish realm is manipulation. Praise God. Oh, I think we need to stop here, even though I'd like to do one or two things. Uh, next week, next week, get ready. We are going to go further in this. How many people are blessed today? Did you enjoy the study? Praise God. We're going to take it to another level by next week, by God's grace. We're going to examine why do we have a body. We've talked about the spirit and soul a lot. We'll talk about the body. Why do we have a body? What was it? And if time permits, we'll also talk about how to be spiritual and not soulish. How to be spiritual and not soulish. Amen. Praise God. Glory be to God. Do we have any questions? Anyway, if we, have, if we do... It has to be taken next week because of our time. Come on, let's put our hands together for Jesus. I believe that has been an awesome study. Praise God. And let's stand on our feet. Thank you for listening. We hope you have been blessed by the word today. Please join our services live every Sunday, 9 a.m. and 1045 a.m. And Bible study every Friday, 7 p.m. at 95 Church Street. St. Catharines. We hope you have a wonderful week ahead and God bless you.